Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am your host, Michael Boldea. And as always, it is a genuine pleasure to be with you uh, for these uh, 60-odd minutes to discuss uh, what's going on in the world, what's going on in the church, uh, and everything in between. Uh, It's, uh, well, you can call it disheartening. Uh, You can call it disappointing. You can call it whatever you want to call it, but um, you, you can't call it uninteresting, can you? Uh, there's there's a lot going on, both within these United States, without these United States, and especially in the church, because uh, the church is the barometer for where uh, the world is headed. And uh, kids, let me tell you, we're not headed anywhere good. Uh, but first, uh, as has become customary, I am letting you know that this is a recorded program we are recording it uh today march the 24th the year of our lord 2021 uh because uh well uh, i'm taking my kids to a water park tomorrow so it wouldn't have worked out recording it then um you know what as 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 long as uh there is relative peace you must Appreciate it, enjoy it, value it, uh, spend times with those you love, because, uh, okay, uh, let me start here. Whenever I tell you about something I see on the horizon, um, I always wish that I'm wrong. Let's start there. I, I don't tell you what I see coming, hoping that I'm right. Uh, I, I tell you what I see coming hoping that I am wrong, hoping that uh, the, the way I've, I've discerned things would not come to pass. Uh, it would be a good thing if uh, all of a sudden, surprisingly, uh, fortuitously for a certain party that really, really wants gun control, uh, mass shootings have uh, started up anew. Um, and uh, although... I told you about this, what, right right after the election. Uh, anybody who wants to go back, this is why we date the programs. Uh, I guarantee you at some point uh, I, I went deep into the idea that uh, as soon as Mr. Robinette Biden took the oath of office, uh, we will once again see terrorism on American soil. Now, granted, what happened in Atlanta was just a horny kid that wanted to eliminate the, uh, I guess object of his horniness i don't know how to put it uh this is this is this is why again this is why we have to get to the root of the problem and not deal with the symptoms uh the the kid needed instruction the kid needed direction the kid needed to be told that you don't try to eliminate the object of your desire by shooting it in the face because that's why he went to, to Oriental Massage Parlors. Apparently, uh, they were overly tempting to his uh, adult mind. Uh, and uh, he'd, at some point, I guess, um, received 
an inordinate amount of pleasure at one of these massage parlors when all he really went to do was get a knot out of his back. I don't know how it went, but uh, what, what happened is he, he decided that the way to make the problem go away is to eliminate it. Uh, not, not prayer, not fasting, not uh, having a support system around you, uh, leading you uh, into the word, but, you know, in way. Now, uh, going uh, to Colorado, uh, it was a completely different sort of uh, dilemma because um, all, all the left, I mean, and look, I, I can admit it when I'm wrong. I said that uh, we, we'd likely see mall shootings spike. Now, granted, this wasn't a mall shooting. It was a supermarket. Um, but it's like the difference between buying oranges or clementines, I guess. They're both a citrus food, fruit. Now, uh, what, what I got completely wrong was who would be doing the shooting because, uh, man, was the left right. Look at that. A, a, a staunch white supremacist uh, Trump supporter with a MAGA hat named Ahmad Alawi Alissa. Uh, because that's, that's, a, that's, that's a white supremacist name right there, isn't it? I mean, he could have just, just as well been named John Wayne at this point. Because this was the narrative, wasn't it? By all these schmucks and booger eaters on TV. White supremacy is the problem and white supremacists are going to kill us all. Yep, Ahmad Aliwi Alyssa does sound like a white supremacist name. Doesn't it? And you have people like Anderson Lemon. Yes, I know. But they're, they're the same thing. It's just two homosexuals of different races. Who cares? You have people like Anderson Lemon going on and on about white supremacy. And here you have Mr. Ahmad Al-Alui, who left morning prayers to, you know, come and rectify the white devil problem. As Maxine Waters would say, white Supremacists are the problem of America. Indeed, white supremacists are the problem of America because Mr. Ahmad Al-Alui, um, if, if that is not the quintessential white supremacist, then I don't know what is. So this young man is of Syrian descent, migrant to the U.S., well-known by the FBI. So it's not as though the Federal Bureau of the BI was not aware of Mr. Ahmad Al-Alui Alissa, a.k.a. white supremacist. They were aware that he hung out with the wrong crowd that he was posting, dare we say, inflammatory things online. So he decided to take up the jihad for himself, 
and 10 people are dead in Boulder, Colorado. I know, I know. It's, that's, it's because cause they were all MAGA. Look, there's, there's, there's no Trump supporter in Boulder, Colorado. Let's put it that way. Pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage. If there were, they'd probably conceal carrying and he would have shot one or two people before he got a pop to the face. But this is now the big push because Uncle Mikey told you the next big push has to be gun control and they're going to cling to every single shooting, whether racially motivated or not, or whether religiously motivated or not. They're going to twist it to make it a white supremacist issue. Thank you, Maxine Water, because you can't say supremacist. Your dentures will fly out of your wrinkled face. So this is where we are as a nation. The propaganda arm of the Democrat Party, also known as Anderson Lemon, is doing their best to spin this into a white man did it. I'm sorry, not a white man. A Muslim. I know you can't say the word Muslim anymore because that's what? uh, Islamophobic. You know what? I honestly, if, if... if nobody was listening to this and I was uh, inventorying my inner thoughts, uh, at some point I'm going to get a perverse kind of satisfaction when all of these people realize what they've done to this country and how quickly they did it. Because if you read up on the history of the Roman Empire, you realize that they got soft over time. Sorry, kids, we're cushy. We're, we're, we're the my pillow of nations. We're gooey in the middle. We don't have the stomach for fight. They also realized, the Romans did, that they don't like manual labor. Oh, no, that is not for us. That is for the peasants. And so they imported a bunch of slaves to do every single thing they needed to get done not realizing that the slaves were outnumbering management by 10 to 1. And at some point along the way, the slaves likewise realized, hey, there's a million of us and 20 of them. Why are we toiling in the sun? when we can go and slit their throats and take everything for ourselves. Because the people that are pouring across the border are not soft. The people that are pouring across the border are not cushy in the middle. The people that are pouring across the border have actually stabbed pig carcasses to see how much resistance there was to the knife going in between the ribs. And the people streaming across the border are not going to starve if they can get their hands on things by eliminating pudgy white people. Do you see where this is headed? So imagine a worst-case scenario where Dementia Joe and his ilk succeed in confiscating your guns. And I know because everybody, look, let me just throw this one out there too. Because again, I'm trying to get the listenership of this program 
to zero. I'm alienating as many of you as humanly possible because if it's zero, then I cannot come in for an hour and we can do it. I can just listen to my own inner monologue. So that's the thrust of my mission today is to alienate even more of you. That having been said, everybody's all excited about the idea that the people shall rise up. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm starting to rethink that one because if everyone's still walking around in face diapers and being obedient to some just lick spittles that managed to get elected to Congress and the Senate, if every single day more and more your freedoms are taken away and you say nothing and you do nothing and you just sit there like a good little schoolboy and a good little schoolgirl, if people have lost their livelihoods, their businesses, their homes, and still no outcry, do you really think there will be an outcry when they come for your guns? The reason they are so brazen, understand this, and this ties into everything else, the softness of this nation. The reason they are so brazen in pushing everything they can is because they realize you're not going to do anything about it. That's it. The reason they're pushing everything is because they realized you're not going to do anything about it. I'm not talking about one or two people here or one or two people there. I'm talking a majority actually standing up and saying, no mas, as they would say in California. This means no more. Not going to happen. Because we don't have the stomach for the fight. We don't have the stomach to stand up. And all the commies and all the socialists are licking their lips. Because at some point, it's not going to matter whether you have the stomach to stand up anymore. They will control everything with such iron-fistedness. Yes, I'm making up words again. They will control everything with such iron-fistedness that it won't matter what you do. They don't care. They have power. Look, they are abusing the electorate right now. There's, there's no better word to describe and explain what's going on. They are abusing the electorate. There are 17 million Americans without jobs, and they're throwing open the borders and saying, venga, 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 which means come on in. See, I'm multilingual. If I tan for two days, I can pass for Middle Eastern and Mexican. So I, when I speak of this, I speak of this as someone who's probably going to get by in what's coming. Because I'm not a white devil. As certain members of Congress have called white people. Or at least if I am, I can pass for a non-white. Because apparently now it's white people. They're the cancer. And a great majority 
of this country has been so shamed into silence that even though what they're seeing and hearing is disturbing on a very basic level, they're still unwilling to say something. I don't care what skin color you are, white, black, yellow, purple. If your kid's school is teaching them that they should be ashamed of the color of their skin, and this is what is happening in schools regarding white children, you need to go punch somebody in the face. You need to hear some teeth hit the floor. You are who God made you to be. Whether white or black or brown or yellow, you are who God made you to be. There is no shame in it. But now apparently the the whole idea of, of, you know, anti-black hatred is dying down. So yellow people, what is it? anti-Asian sentiment now. What nobody wants to face, what nobody wants to talk about, and I'm going to do it because, hey, remember, I want to get the listenership down to zero, is the fact that anti-Asian hate is predominantly perpetrated by African Americans. So why are white people getting thrown into the mix? Because a horny kid in Atlanta shot some people because he wanted to eliminate the the object of his horniness? Look, never in their wildest dreams did they think they can succeed so quickly into doing everything they, they fantasized about for the longest time. And they're doing it. It's happening under your nose. How do you feel about this one? Because, again, let's talk. Let's be honest with each other. I despise pretense. I despise people and and, and just fakery and, and just virtue signaling. How do you feel about this one? For an entire year, that little rodent, Dr. Fauci, and the rest of his ilk told you to sit home in your basement smell your own farts through a face diaper and shut up about it because you're saving lives. And now they are bussing COVID-positive illegals throughout this nation. They're going untested, and the ones that are getting tested, guess what? Test positive because they traveled in a giant group and they were held in a giant room, and all of them smelled each other's B.O., So you were told that in order to be patriotic, that in order to be a real American, you had to watch your kids go without. You were told that in order to be patriotic and in order to be American, you had to shut down your business, the business you worked to build for 10, 20, 30 years. The business that you poured your sweat and your blood into, you were told that if you didn't shut it down for the good of your neighbors, then you were a hater and anti-American and you wanted to see grandma on a slab. And now those same hypocrites, those same people who insisted that you stay shut down in perpetuity are taking COVID-positive illegals and busing them into your community. So how long 
before uh, you start hearing of another spike in COVID. And you know what they're going to attribute it to? Your unwillingness to wear a face diaper. You see? You see? There's a COVID spike and all because you went to the store without looking like you were in a, what is it, just hazmat suit. No, it's not because of that. If there's going to be a spike in COVID, what I need you to do is cross-reference exactly where all of these illegals are being bussed to and see if where the illegals were being bussed to correlates to the spike in COVID. Huh? Let's do that, Anderson Lemon, you raging homosexual. Let's do that before we start blaming citizens that it's their fault for opening up their sandwich shop because, you know, they were getting kicked out by the landlord if they didn't make rent. We have been abused in this nation for a year now. Did you see the uprising? Because I'm not seeing it. We're taking it on the chin, kids. But see, even though most people are taking it on the chin, the unfairness of it all is coming to light. They're growing angry and incensed. And, and man, when you start seeing your kids going without, when you start seeing your kids going hungry, when you start seeing your kids' school spike in violence, when you start seeing your kid's classroom going for, from, from 30 to 130, because, you know, Dementia Joe decided a good influx of people that didn't know what indoor plumbing was was exactly what you needed in order to make America or build back better or greatness or whatever, because you know the thing, man. Come on. That rage will build and build and build. And at every single turn, in every human way possible, they will point the finger at you, the middle class American taxpayer, and call you a racist and call you a bigot. Not because you did anything outwardly, but because you dared to notice the inconsistency. Because you dared to say, hey, why, why have there been six rapes and two murders at my kid's high school? That didn't happen before this other thing happened. Is there a correlation? <gasps> you racist bigot. How dare you notice? Because like I've said, I, you know what? This, this, this goober mill in uh, Colorado... I'm highly doubtful that he was under 17 while going to high school here. Because this gypsies used to do this. Everybody that tries to get to the U.S. or, or, or Western countries know how to play the game. If you're 22 but can pass for 15, guess what you're going to claim you are? 
You're not going to say you're 22, a youth in the prime of his life, that has dubious morality and is willing to, you know, punch an old lady in the throat or stab somebody over a pair of shoes. No, I, I am 15 years old. Look at me, so innocent. I, I, I am wearing a, a, a Mario Brothers shirt. I'm wearing a Peanuts shirt. Look at me, I'm inoffensive. Do you know what this is? I do not know what the gun is, sir. How can I know what the gun is? Can you take this apart blindfolded in 30 seconds? And if you do, I'll give you $1,000. 26 seconds later, the gun is taken apart blindfolded. Because I, look, I'm getting frustrated here. Look, for anyone to assume that hundreds of thousands of people coming into this country, every single one has the best of intentions. All they want to do is come and assimilate and, and, and be a slave worker for some rich white man is insane. You go where the prey is most abundant. Between robbing a little old lady in a walker and a six-foot-four bodybuilder, predators inherently know that the old lady in the walker will, will, will put up less of a fight. It's become a running theme, hasn't it, on this program. You people have no idea what you've done. I'm probably going to repeat that for a very long time. And even when you start seeing it, you're not going to see it in, in, in its fullness. You're not going to see it in all its glory. Because the ramifications of what we've done will only come into full focus when the end is so near that even pre-tribbers go, uh-oh. So, allow me to repeat myself. You have no idea what you've done. But hey, Beth Moore, Dr. Jill's hair still flowing. How does Beth Moore feel about it? The fact, well, she doesn't care. Beth Moore got rich off all you middle-aged idiot cat ladies anyway. She's rolling in her millions. She's probably got 300 acres somewhere in the woods. She doesn't have to wear a face diaper because she doesn't live in a 26-story walk-up in New York. That smells like curry because you have 17 Indian neighbors on one floor that love to cook the same thing. But you sent her your money, didn't you? Because you have a mantle and a calling and you're a queen and a prophetess. Glory! Well, there you go. But you know what? Eventually, it will affect Beth too. Because this sort of thing spreads, it metastasizes. But I wonder how, how all the, yay, go Joe people, feel about the fact that after they were basically kept on, on lockdown as a shut-in for the last year, 
Because, you know, be patriotic and save a life. Now illegals, many of whom have never seen a shower in person, with COVID are being bussed into their neighborhoods and being loosed. That's right, loosed. Welcome. Bravo. Well done. So uh, I, I'm not going to harp on this for the rest of the hour because, like I said, it's making me angry. It's making me angry because a nation with limitless potential was brought to ruin because good people were silent while it was being ruined. A nation with limitless potential for doing good was brought to ruin because people have bought into something that is demonstrably untrue. Uh, some, and again, now, now you guys are just having fun because you, you keep sending me stuff that you know will make me angry. And I take the bait. I'm weak that way. But I, I want to read this first and then dovetail into Second Timothy because it's not as though we weren't told about what's happening currently. By Paul. Paul. I know, I know. Uh, Paul didn't... No, he was a heretic. Well, for a heretic, he was kind of prophetic. Just saying. Allow me to sip my beverage and we're going to get into this. Because, ooh, ooh boy. It makes me very angry. The United Methodist Church is promoting hateful propaganda alleging Trump supporters are KKK and Confederates supporting racists. This is the United Methodist Church. So you've got people that are sitting in pews on Sunday morning, and this sort of thing is being promulgated and propagated And people who scratch their heads sitting there going, I never knew I was a racist. But maybe inadvertently I do have microaggressions or or maybe inadvertently without my knowledge. No, racists know they're racist. This is, believe me, racists know that they're racist. Look, we deserve it. Everything that's coming. Lock, stock, and smoke and barrel, we deserve it. The website, umc.org, which stands for the United Methodist Church.org, is the main portal of the practically all of the United Methodist churches today. This week, they decided to promote disturbing and hateful propaganda against whom? Trump supporters, hey, United Methodist Church, Trump's gone, sorry, no S-Moth, you got nobody to blame now, 
I, but now the, the Trump support, 75 million people. If there were 75 million racists in this country, true racists, real racists, could you imagine? Count the bloodshed? Trump's been out of office for going on three months now, and they're still on it. Racist. And now, hey, the United Methodist Church has gotten into the fray. But if you're a Joe Biden supporter, well, by, by nature you can't be racist. I, my brother sent me this. And another two people sent me this. This this was on Twitter. Because in case you didn't notice, it, it was kind of fun to watch. And then you realize, oh my, that's an old man who can't get up a flight of stairs. And you felt kind of bad for him. Uh, Mr. Robinette Biden uh, tumbled up some stairs going on to Air Force One. Uh, recently, and I know that it, it, it projects strength. Shut up. It projects strength to all our enemies and people that want to do us harm. Seeing a decrepit, dementia-ridden old man stumble up some stairs, it projects strength. And what's his face? Uh, Ahmad Aliwi Alissa was a white supremacist. So that 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 you don't know that you don't know anything. At least that's what Anderson Lemon will tell you. So, listen to this. Because I didn't see Beth Moore come against this. I know it's the nationalists and Trumpists that are a problem, Beth. If anyone would have said this about Donald Trump, they would have been burnt in effigy. And honestly, if they would have, I'd want nothing to do with them anyway. But just listen to the mindlessness of this before you think there's still hope, at least for this nation. Uh, The tweet goes as follows. Uh, Jesus fell three times carrying the cross while on the way to Calvary to save us. Biden also fell three times carrying the hardship America is going through on his way to deliver hope. That's right. You heard right. Today, God looked upon Biden and said, this is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. If that doesn't want to make you see what the barrel of a Smith & Wesson tastes like, I don't know. But, just a few asides. Uh, First of all, Biden isn't carrying the hardships of America. Biden is causing, 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 causing the hardships of America. For everything, border crisis, gas and oil prices, food prices, he is causing, say it with me, not the cure, the disease, 
He is causing these things to happen, or at least his policies are. Because as I've said before, I doubt Joe knows where he is half the time, and the other half of the time he's just surprised as all get out that he's in the White House and he doesn't have to go say hi to Barack. So this is where we are. This is, this is the mindset of the church today. You have the United Methodist Church promoting uh, the fact that everybody's racist. And oddly enough, I know, I know, it's, it's surprising though. Apparently black people can't be racist. It's the oddest thing. Now, I've been called a white devil and I'm not even white. Or I'm whitish. Okay, I can pass for white if it's winter and I'm not tanned and I've shaved. I have been called a white devil by a 70-odd-year-old woman because I was at an estate sale. And I picked up something that she really wanted before she got to it. And she looks me up and down and she, you fat white devil, I hope you choke on it. Well, ma'am, if you really want it, you can have it. And she turned around and left, so I kept it. Because, you know, eh, just felt like it. It was a video game. If he wanted three bucks for it, it was worth 50. I mean, it it was a nice flip. Don't get me wrong. But imagine what would have happened if she'd gotten it to it first. And I would have called her something in the neighborhood of what she called me. I'm just saying, if uh, what is good for goose is good for gander, then uh, let's be honest with each other, huh? So this whole idea that, that black people can't be racist, shut up. Everybody can be racist. You choose not to be. Because the one thing that has to go through your mind constantly is whatever skin color they are, whatever nationality they are, they were still created in God's image. They're still your fellow man, a fellow traveler in this world. They still have the potential of being your brother and your sister in Christ. But yeah, 70-year-old, I'm, I'm sure that if she tried out for Aunt Jemima commercial, she would have gotten it. Sweet-looking old lady, you fat white devil, I hope you choke on it. So there you go. I know. That was a fluke. Because that's that's what people like Anderson Lemon say. Whenever it has, well, you know, that's the exception that that proves the rule. If you want to get more depressed about the condition of uh, humanity, Google uh, either the knockout game or uh, uh, physical altercations against Asians and see who the major perpetrators are in those videos. I know they're just the exception that proves the rule. The entire narrative is dismantled because one horny white kid decided to go on a rampage. But 
do yourself a favor. Acknowledge and realize the world you're living in, not the world you wish you were living in. So, the United Methodist Church put out anti-racism starts for white Christians. That's right. See, see how, you know, the broad net shrunk and shrunk until the white Christians were the only ones left in it. Anti-racism starts for white Christians. Do's and don'ts. So this is what you're supposed to do as a pastor in a Methodist church. By the way, if you're still giving money to the United Methodist Church, if you're still associated with the Methodist Church, you deserve it. You deserve it. Because you should have known this and you should have walked away. I don't care if that's the only church in your town. Drive five miles and go to the Lutherans. They're as lukewarm. But at least they're not pushing this. So this is what you're supposed to do as a leader in the Methodist church. Preach, teach, and say clearly in your church, what is happening is rooted in systemic, historical, institutional racism. Is it? Is it? Because if historical, institutional, and systemic racism were a thing, Oprah wouldn't be a billionaire. Last time I checked, Oprah was black. How many millions of white women lauded and praised Oprah? Watched hearts of flutter as her weight went from 180 to 380, back to 200. When she brought out that, that little red wing wheelbarrow full of fat, this is how much weight I lost. All the, all the white girls in the Sahara Oprah is my hero. I know, racist. Name the racism you see is, is what you're supposed to do if you are a leader. And again, uh, I, I read through the, I, I know seeing the name Jesus through all of this. I'm not, I'm not seeing the name Jesus at all. Or the fact that, you know, his, his household is divided just between sheep and goats, not white sheep and black goats, or black goats and white sheep, or black sheep, white, black, you know, you know what I mean. Because I know if, if I say the wrong word, I'm a racist too. Look, apparently, let's, let's just, if you read through this thing, you realize that there is not one person on the planet, especially if they're a white Christian, that isn't a rabid racist. That's the point they're trying to get to, the United Methodist Church. So, listen to this. Those who attacked the U.S. Capitol building and protested election results in other state capitals wore Nazi and Ku Klux Klan insignia. That is a lie. 
and honestly, how long are we going to keep up with the narrative that they attacked the U.S. Capitol? Seriously? One lady was shot in the face by, by Capitol security, and then they had to... They, they had to come up with something. They said a guy who died of a heart attack, a security guard, died because he was beaten with an extinguisher. He wasn't. They had to retract the story. This wasn't an attack. You saw little old ladies walking between the lines inside the Capitol wearing their masks, waving little American flags. These are the people that are being hunted down by the FBI while people like Ahmad Al-Awiwi Al-Alissa is walking into a supermarket thinking he's playing a video game and snuffing out 10 people even though he was on their watch list. The FBI knew about this man. He killed 10 people. Because they're too busy hunting down radical Nazis, racists that entered the cap. I'm sorry, if you still think that this was a fair and honest election, I'm actually going to start a Patreon called You're a Sucker and You Can Give Me Money. The level of trickery and deceit that was used to to, to swing this election was just mind-boggling. So stop. But this this is the official United Methodist Church. Those who attacked the U.S. Capitol building were all Nazis and Klan members. Uh, participate in a study or discussion. Learn what you don't know about racism. Listen to people of color when they speak about personal experience of racism. So basically now we've, we've come up with an entire cottage industry where people who think that they've been discriminated against will get paid to come and speak in Methodist churches about how it is that they've been discriminated against. And then once they tell their story, if you ask a couple of, you know, reasonable, logical questions like, how fast were you going when you got stopped by the police? Then you're a racist too. So there's that. Develop a thicker skin. Racism is a fact. Confronting and naming it requires you to learn its history, acknowledge its continuing presence in your church and community. That's right. If you go to the Methodist church, you're a racist. The leadership of the United Methodist Church just said so. So the people whose lifestyles you are funding, the denomination whose buildings and projects you are funding is calling you a racist. Even though you've never done anything demonstrably racist. Even though you go out to dinner and to lunch and to breakfast with black people and you love them like you do your own family. It's not enough! 
You are a racist. Because the United Methodist Church said so. Now, what you're not supposed to do, if you are a member of the Methodist Church, is confuse racist with anti-racist. Anti-racism means one is actively confronting and seeking to dismantle racism in one's face and daily life. Do you see how, how they've manipulated and perverted this? Apparently, there's racism in your face. I can't even say I made black bean soup anymore because that's racist. I'm not, look, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting angrier and angrier, and I'm not going to go through the rest of this, but if you want to find it, you will. So yeah, 75 million people in this country are, are racist just because they voted against uh, post-birth abortion, and they voted uh, for national borders, and they voted for uh, a good economy. Again, If you are still a member of the United Methodist Church, you're part of the problem. If you are still a member of the United Methodist Church, you're part of the problem. Go seek out the Lutherans. Like I said, they're just as lukewarm. Their theology is just as dodgy. But at least they're not calling you a racist to your face. Circle back to the word of God and see what it has to say because it's not as though we were not warned. It's not as though God didn't see this coming from a mile away. But know this that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, of money. We went through all this. Now, let's go to verse 6. If you've got your Bibles, verse 6, people. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women I know everybody thought I was a misogynist and hated women because I picked on Beth but see Beth crept into your house and made captive of you because you're gullible kind of person that Timothy is warning you about the entire United Methodist Church apparatus is the kind of people that Timothy is warning you about. Because if you're in church and you're not being taught Christ, if you're in church and you're taught something other than repentance and righteousness unto God, if you're in church and you're taught something other than there is righteous and unrighteous, sheep and goats, it matters not what their skin color is. If you're taught anything other than that, if you're taught this lunacy about you not knowing you're racist, but you're really racist just because you're white, then you are fulfilling the words of Paul in 2 Timothy. 
For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sin, led away by various lusts, always learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Yanis and Yambris resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. And this is how Paul defines them. Open your ears. Men of corrupt minds, disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. So the question is, How long before their folly is manifest to all? How much damage will be done before their folly is manifest to all? See, the more people that remain silent in the face of this nonsense, the longer it will take for their folly to be manifest to all the longer decent people still warm the pews of the Methodist church even after being called racist to their face because, well, it's politically correct and expedient to do so now, the longer it will take for their folly to be manifest to all. Look, those preaching the truth need to become as ruthless as those preaching a lie. I know that the word ruthless has a negative connotation, but it shouldn't. The reason darkness is encroaching upon the light is because those possessing the light are no longer fiercely defending it. We're giving up too much ground. We're allowing the darkness to establish the narrative. And it seems as though we're always on the defense. So, bring it all home. Remember, uh, Joe Biden's like Jesus, a white supremacist, shot a bunch of people in Colorado. Uh, the United Methodist Church is the new version of proper theology. And uh, just so we realize how much hypocrisy there is, uh, the newest uh, as of uh, yesterday was that uh, Christian relationship guru, uh, Derek Jackson, admits extramarital affair. So there's that. But hey, fret not. His wife says God's forgiven him. Apparently she got a text message from God himself and said, hey, it's okay. All good. XOXO. So I thought I'd throw that in just because, you know, 
but yeah, it's true. This this guy was actually a, a relationship guru, and uh, he stepped out. And apparently, his wife likes the life to which she has become accustomed. So uh, she's there, uh, like Hillary Clinton of old, holding her husband's hand, going, "God, don't forgive him." How 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 little respect do you have to have for your spouse to do something like that? And how little self-respect uh, to actually defend it. Anyway, thank you all for listening. God bless you. Uh, hopefully, uh, the listenership has been whittled down by a few. Like I said, our goal is to get to zero. May God bless you. May God keep you. And Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. All right, Mike. Well, I looked up Beth Moore's uh, net worth. It's $2.5 million and came mostly toward, through her ministry. So as Mike said, yes, she can afford those 300 acres. Um, and that's the problem in America, our leadership. You know, it's just like Carl Lentz pastoring Hillsong Church and yet falling into adultery. And uh, when the leaders don't live right and the leaders don't preach right and they don't walk in truth, you know, it affects the, the flock, affects the church. And hard to find solid, biblical, godly leaders. And as Mike mentioned, this guy that did uh, fell into adultery, that was a Christian relationship, so-called minister, you know, he's falling in adultery. And, and you know, it's just so sad because God, you try to teach people that come to Christ to actually what? Not only live right and live clean, to do God's work, learn to do God's ministry, learn to be a soldier, an ambassador for Christ. And yet these high-profile people cheat on their spouses and don't even consider their marriage, marriage sacred. And it's, it's, it's why our country's falling. And Dimitri used to say, Gino, it's the sin in the church that's going to bring the judgment of God. And that is exactly right. And so we pray and continue to pray. Mike, keep blowing a trumpet of truth. And if our audience whittles down, it's not because we're not speaking the truth. We're going to speak the truth no matter what and not worry about, you know, the size of the audience, which Mike doesn't worry about. We want to speak the truth because God says in the last days, he looked for what? A man to stand in the gap. So we want to stand in the gap. We want to blow the trumpet because our freedoms are being eroded and truth is falling in the streets, and we've got to speak truth. So God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to the Light of Truth broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.